Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Monday morning. And the music that you were just listening to was from Fortress, the FLBC in-house band. And old Frogman Nams was uh, kind enough to give me their uh, CD yesterday at church. And so instead of the boring uh, acoustic guitar that we normally have to hear, I actually got something to get your blood a-pumping this morning. And, uh, and hopefully that got you a little excited. And... Uh, uh, woke you up a just just a hair, hopefully. Anyway, let's see all we got watching this morning. Here we got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Mike Insley, Brandy Boyd Young, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Carolyn Kelly. Uh, let's see here, Jennifer Honeycutt, and it looks like that's all the names that I see thus far. So I do appreciate you guys and gals for tuning in and watching this morning and joining us and to get our day going in the right direction all right my friends at this time let us do our pledge of allegiance i pledge allegiance to the flag of the united states of america and to the republic for which it stands one nation under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, will hide its words in my heart, that I might not sin against God. All righty. Praise the Lord for those wonderful uh Pledges we get to say each and every morning. Uh, hello, Tracy Little and Terry Hutchison. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Well, I guess it's time for Mad Matt's political uh, commentary, uh, <laughs> news and comment, as Paul Harvey would say. Well, the big news area that we're seeing, uh, besides what's going on in Ukraine, is the slap heard across the world, apparently, with uh, Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> last night i've heard those saying it was staged i've watched it several times i can't tell i'll be honest with you i can't tell if it's staged or not it looks real uh, uh as far as will smith's reaction after he sits down and the adjectives he used to colorfully describe how chris rock should keep his mouth shut in regards to his wife now if you don't know will smith's wife uh, she is uh, suffering from alopecia and she has recently had to shave her head and uh, chris rock was up there cracking jokes in regards uh, to her appearance well you know uh how can i put this as a christian and as a pastor biblically you know we uh, uh, should control our tempers and we should uh, control our actions. Uh, true that violence isn't always the answer. With that said, God's word also says a man who doesn't provide for his family is no better than an infidel. I do believe a man's role is to protect his family and, uh, and to uh, safeguard them from things that... Uh, uh, I'm trying to use my words carefully here. I'm just going to put it bluntly, guys. Uh, you know, even though I, you know, we need to turn the other cheek, yes. Even though we need to refrain, yes. If somebody's attacking my wife, 
a slap would be the least I would do. I was, I was going to be honest with you. I think that's a man's responsibility to protect his wife. All right, there I said it. And as I've seen some comments on there on Facebook who said, uh, I'm done with Will Smith and, uh, uh, and, and really showing to me uh, when I see stuff like that and, and men saying, violence isn't the answer. You know, to me, that shows a lack of spying and um, quite frankly shows... <laughs> I'm trying to use my words carefully. Uh, uh, you, I, I feel like calling them a part of a uh, of an of an anatomy that I uh, know is not nice to say, but that's the way I feel. And you know, uh, somebody attacking my wife, I, I I would react the same way, even though it may not have been the biblical way to do it. I do feel like I would have probably done the same thing, if not worse. So uh, you know, you make your own assessment. You make your own decision. But uh, with that said, let's go ahead. Uh, we will not uh, go any further before I dig myself a hole and people be like, you're supposed to be a pastor. Yes, that's what they call me. But anyway, <laughs> good morning, Karen Smith. But hopefully you understand what I'm driving at there. Well, let's go ahead and look at our verse of discussion this morning. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. All righty. And as me dear old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. My friends, we look at this passage of Scripture. You know, let's keep in mind a couple of things. Uh, you know, when um, before... Christ ascended, we did not have the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Now, I know that uh, the aspects and the understanding of the Trinity uh, is hard to grasp in our little finite minds. You know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to understand uh, the three person of the Trinity. And, of course, you know, we've, we can use various illustrations, such as the egg uh, with, the, with the shell, the white part, the yolk. That is three separate pieces, but yet it's one form. That is uh, probably the best illustration that I could possibly use to, to help kind of comprehend. But I don't think on this side of heaven we will fully grasp it until we cross over and these things reveal to us just like the disciples they didn't understand a lot was about to happen you know here they're walking with jesus and they're talking with jesus daily and they still didn't understand what jesus was having to accomplish it was until after uh his death burial resurrection on the cross where until those things were revealed to them they fully understood uh exactly what was going on so i think in that same respect uh, we will be the same way these things will not be fully revealed to us until we uh, uh meet god face to face and then that's when we'll fully comprehend and understand now with that said after jesus resur uh, resurrection after his ascension uh you know we saw when christ uh, was ascending over 500 witnesses saw jesus christ now, remember that over 500 witnesses is very crucial very important that we understand that because remember the roman government they wanted to squelch this they wanted to squash it they didn't want they, they wanted to pay people to lie that jesus christ did not rise from the dead and when you have over 500 witnesses, and remember, most history is written usually within hundreds of after, I mean, sometimes over 100 or more years after the event has occurred. Unlike the Bible, who wrote uh, its uh, what it was saying within generations, where it would have been very easy 
for them to discount to say, well, that's not true. My granddaddy was there, and, and he said that that never happened. It could be very easily discounted, but they couldn't because it was seen by over 500 people. They knew it was true. So when you have people out there trying to, to disparage the gospel and try to put down the fact that Jesus Christ didn't even walk the earth, which is insanity because even secular historians has written the fact that Jesus Christ did walk this earth. Whether you want to believe the supernatural aspects of it or not, you cannot deny the fact that Jesus Christ walked this earth. So when you hear somebody say that, that is just you just dismiss their, their insanity and ignorance uh, at the very beginning. But the fact remains that Jesus Christ did ascend. And when he ascended, the Holy Spirit descended to come down and to help us. That's the parakletos, the helper that encourages us and, and that helps us in our day-to-day -day activities and in our walk with Jesus Christ. Now, we see these witnesses uh, of Christ's ascension, but we are witnesses as Christians uh, to what is taking place and only in the gospel, in our lives, in our churches. We see these things that Christ has revealed to us. And we have an understanding that those in the world do not. And so just as we're seeing here, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In other words, the Great Commission. We have the responsibility, my friends, as Christians to get out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It goes back to kind of what I was saying about last night about how our time is very short on this earth. You know, the older I get, the more I understand that, that our life is just but a vapor. We're only here just a short amount of time the fact that 30 years could go by that quick i mean it, it doesn't seem possible it does not seem possible uh, as i was stating last night you know as, as a young adult in my 20s to, to think of being 50 years old seems so so far away that you know golly that's that's gonna be forever before i ever get to that point and here i am coming this december i will be 50 years old it doesn't seem possible it's like i feel like i could have done so much more with my life i could have accomplished so much more if I hadn't just goofed and doofed and just wanted to have a good time and, and, and you know, I just, oh, how I wish I could go back and do things better. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, was who was it? I want to say, um, it was Jonathan Edwards. Uh, that said that, you know, he hears so many people said that, that when they're older, they wish they could live uh, their lives differently. Uh, than they did or better, uh, you know, with the time that they had, if I could do it over. So he said he likes to live life as if he has already been older. Does that make sense? In other words, he's appreciating what time that he has and taking the most advantage of it now uh, so that he doesn't look back and have that same kind of feeling. And so maybe that's why we need to view our lives is, as, as if we're much older and we're looking back and now we have the opportunity to live it differently and to live it better. And so the fact remains is and, and that we have to have that, that boldness. We have to get out there and be a witness. Are you being a witness? All right. Are you getting out there and trying to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you out? Are you trying? I mean, at the very least, the very least, uh, you know, I've, I've showed you all before. We are, I don't have one here in front of me, but we have uh, uh, looks like poker chips and it has the plan of salvation on one side. On the other side, it has information about the church. We hand those out to individuals. Uh, like, I know when uh, day goes to Daytona or, or different rallies, different things we're doing or just randomly. We'll hand those out to individuals. A lot of people hang on to those. Dads went back down to Florida or just even here in the area and dad will forget that may have handed one to somebody. And say, oh no, I still got one, and they keep it in their pocket. And um, but whether it's that, or if you uh, buy the uh, uh, the tracks, the four spiritual laws, 
that, uh, you know, even if you're just handing out a track, say, hey, I want to give you something. It goes over the plan of salvation. If that's all you're doing or you're just leaving it behind on a countertop uh, at a store somewhere where somebody can see it and pick it up, even if somebody picks it up and throws it down, say, I don't want nothing to do with it, which I've had happen to me. I've handed out tracks, say, hey, I want to give you something. They'll look at it and laugh and throw it down. That's okay because somebody else may walk by and look down and, and see it and pick it up and read it. And who knows, they might get saved. At the very least, you could hand something to somebody. But even more so, we should need to show that boldness in going out and asking people, do you go to church? But here's the thing, you know, it's important. That, that's my lead way in to uh, talking to someone about Jesus Christ is saying, first, do you go to church anywhere? And because then you see the reaction. They're either going to say, yes, I do. I go to Fountain Life Bible Church and I'll say, well, who's the pastor there? Well, uh, they're Matt Young and Vic Young. They're the pastors there. You know, they, they're, they're serious about it and they go to church. If you say, do you go to church somewhere? And they look at you and they go, and that's all they do. And you say, where do you go to church at? And I've really had them do that and look at me and go, well, uh, you know, that church uh, down here, it's 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 around the corner. It's and I look at I said, who pastors there? And they'll look at me and I've I'm just no lie. Literally had them look at me and go, I'll just be honest with you, man, I haven't been in a long time. <laughs> You know, it's like they just, they know they're caught. They know that there's no getting out of it. So they might as well just fess up. I ain't been it all, you know. And that's when I say, do you know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior? And I've had people say, look at me and go, yeah. And I'll say, no, 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 wait a minute. Do you understand what it means for Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior? Do you understand? I've even asked people, okay, if somebody asked you what it means to be saved, what does that mean? And they've looked at me and be like, uh. Well, uh, I guess if you, you're good and believe in God, you're going to get into heaven. Like, no, let me explain something to you. Let me help you understand. See, we all deserve hell. We all, all deserve to spend eternity in hell. God's wrath and justice, it was demanded, and we all deserve hell. God can sit back and say, hey, you know, you can accept me or you can reject me. You know, uh, you know do what you want to. Every one of us would went to hell. That's why he had to send his only son. To show us the way. Now, I know you've heard me talk about the Paul Harvey and the birth scenario, but there's a lot of truth in that. Where it's at Christmas time, the man sitting there at the warmth of his fireplace, and he kept hearing that smack of the birds and smack of the birds against the window. And he opens it up, and he sees they're trying to get into the warmth of that home. And so he opens the barn doors. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to wear the world to get them into that barn and the warmth of that barn. They just scatter. And he thought, if I could just be a bird for five seconds, I could show him the way. And that's when he realized, it dawned upon him, that that's what Jesus Christ had to do. He had to be one of us to show us the way. And he goes above and beyond that because I deserve that beating. I deserve being nailed to the cross. I deserve to die. And I deserve hell. And so do you. But Jesus Christ, out of his innocence, who left the glories of heaven, who is fully God and fully man, pushed me out of the way, said, I'm going to take your beating. I'm going to be nailed to the cross for you, and I'm going to die for you, and I'm going to rise from the dead for you. And, I, and I've, as I've told individuals, it would be like if you were standing out in that road and a car was coming, say if you saw even the wind's been blowing hard, say something you cherished was blowed out into the road, and I saw that car coming, and I pushed you out of the way just in the nick of time, and bam, I'm the one that got hit and was killed and saved your life. I did it to save you. That's what Jesus Christ did. He did it to save you. And that's what you've got to explain to people, get through to them, that they are in need of a Savior. If they don't repent, if they don't turn their lives over to Jesus Christ, they will spend an eternity in hell. 
my friends, we the time is at hand. We have to get out there. We gotta get off our doves. We gotta get out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to tell others about his love and their need for a savior and the fact that there is heaven and there is hell. There may be those who are laughing at you. There will be maybe those who want to argue with you. You plant the seed and you go on. You know, right? you can't argue with stupid. That's what God's word says. Is that argue not lest a fool, lest you become like him yourself. Don't waste time. You you make your point and you go on, whether it's online or in person. If they want to sit and fight about it and say, "Listen, I've tried to tell you the truth. You do with that." And I've told people that you do with that what you will. I can't force you to believe, but I did tell you the truth, and you can't stand before God and say nobody ever tried to tell you. So, my friends, we have a responsibility. We have to witness, and we have the Holy Spirit to guide us, to give that discernment, to give us that wisdom, to give us that knowledge to give us that understanding and that's what we have to pray you know uh, we, god's going to give us what we need when we need it so pray about it say, lord help me in my pursuit to witness to other people because i'm happy to say well i don't know what to say pray about it let the holy spirit guide you study read show thyself approved get in the word read books understand the plan of salvation uh, a good book to read in particular in regards to uh the understanding of uh, of, of, uh, of, um, oh my gosh, my mind's went blank on me here. Um, oh, goodness. oh, the election. My mind went blank on me. I apologize. Uh, on election, a really good book on election is uh, Calvinism in a Los Angeles airport, I think it's called, Las Vegas airport. Really good book to read. Uh, it really brings a lot of understanding in, re in regards to election. A lot of people have problems with that. You know, things like that you can read. Uh, on, uh, may read things on how to uh, better uh, understand to explain the plan of salvation. But the main thing of it is, is to share your story. What has God done for you? How has God touched your life? How have you changed? That's a great way to talk to somebody else about Jesus Christ. Say, hey, let me tell you what Christ done for me. You know, here's where I was at and here's where I am now. Look what God can forgive. Look what God can accomplish. Explain to them what Jesus has done for you. That's a great way to evangelize because they see that sincerity in your eyes and in your heart and the words coming out of your mouth and it draws them to want to understand more. Invite people to church. Invite your friends. Invite your neighbors. Invite your family members to come to church. Try to get the word out. We must be a witness. We have to go out to all nations. We have to go to the highways, the byways to tell others about Jesus Christ. And God will guide you and lead you to those who, who you need to go to. And you never know the circumstances. You know, there's so many times when I've had, uh, whether the cars broke down, delays at airports, uh, whatever it may be, stuck in a doctor's office, uh, you know, be there at 6.15 a.m. And then at uh, 1 p.m., okay, we'll see you now. You'll sit there all that time. You know, it's like your time doesn't matter. Hey, you got all that time to sit and talk to those around you about Jesus. So don't waste time. We don't have time to waste. Get out there and be a witness and talk to someone about Jesus Christ today. So, all right, my friends. And I don't know what I just did just now. I was trying to see if there was any... Uh, comments on here and i've hit oh here we go all right all right just want to make sure with no additional comments at this time let us pray now father lord we just thank you love you and praise you lord say thank you so much for your grace and your mercy lord help us to be bold and lord help us to get out there and be a witness help us to evangelize help us not to be uh, never ever to be ashamed of the gospel help us lord jesus to tell everyone we know about your love your grace your mercy your saving knowledge and lord help us to, to let others know about your atoning work on the cross and with the free gift that you're offering and lord anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you let them pray this prayer dear god forgive me of all my sins jesus i know you died on the cross for me i know you rose from the grave for me come into my heart and save me fill me with your holy spirit 
Lord, I pray that you will be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning, that you watch over, protect them, keep them safe well as they're going out and coming in, be with our kids who are going to work, school, or play. Lord, I pray for a little boy named Braden, that you will help him and guide the doctors, bring healing upon him. Be with my daughter who isn't feeling well, that you bring healing upon her. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Troy Hood, and uh, Lord, I pray that you will be with Ron Thompson and Tony Peters and all those I, uh, on social media that I've seen needing in prayers and comfort. And Lord, I do pray that um, you'll help us all to serve you well, that you'll lead God to protect us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, I surely appreciate you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always a pleasure and honor to get to do these devotions each and every day and i hope everybody has a great day today a fantabulous day and remember live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be thanks for watching god bless